Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Today, we have with us uh, Chief Jim McMillan. He has been the chief of police here in Sykeston for over two years. He's been in law enforcement for 23 years, and we also have the pleasure of calling him a brother in Christ. So welcome, Chief McMillan. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. All right. All right, Chief, we'll start off with uh, some easy, easy questions. What made you want to be uh, a police officer? Uh, you know, I, I never really, I, I watched a lot of uh, police shows when I was a kid. I always right. had an interest in that, and um, I never really took it that serious. I went to, uh, graduated high school, went to college, grew up on the farm, and my dad was a farmer, and he was in agricultural business, so I thought I would get the degree in agricultural business. Mm-hmm. Um, I got about three years through college, and I was thinking about criminal justice because that, that seed, I guess, was sown at some point in time. And I told my dad, I said, hey, I'm thinking about changing my major. And he said, I'm going to tell you what. He said, I'm going to help you get through four years of college. And <laughs> if you need if you need any more than that, you're on your own. There I, we go. And I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to get the ag business degree. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, I did that, got that degree. I tried that. I just I just always had this, uh, hmm. you know, urge, I guess, you know, I mean, uh, to, to try it. And once I did. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. All right. So, a- as we said, you are a follower of Christ. So, how does your faith impact your role as an officer and the chief of police? Oh, I think it's. Uh, you know, I, I was baptized when I was ten years of age, and I never followed Christ. It wasn't until I was forty-two that I rededicated my life to Christ. So, I, I've lived. Most of my life, um, I don't want to say outside of Christ, but I certainly wasn't following him. You know, mm. being convicted a lot of the time during those many years, and um, you know, wish I could go back and live that over again because I was raising a raising a family then, of course, just like him now, and um, in a marriage, and um, it, it caused a lot of difficulty for me and leading others down the wrong path and stuff like that. And I'm mm. not proud of that, but. Um, very thankful God's grace, you know, um, just pursued me, uh, continually till, you know, even at 42, um, looking back, I'm not even sure exactly what was so difficult other than just life, you know, and, uh, most of his conviction, I think is what it was. So, Amen. Mm. so how, how does it, uh, how does it affect my, you know, so, um, I can tell the difference for sure when it, um, you know, in, in the actual service of other people is where I notice it before I would serve other people for my job, but truly I had myself and what I wanted. I was living for myself. Right. Right. So, um, it's hard to serve others when you're living for yourself. I mean, and you know, after I rededicate my life to Christ and, um, you come at those, uh, opportunities to serve others with a different heart Mm. in, and you, really you see the opportunity and um 
you are very more likely to act on it. I can still miss those opportunities. You know what I mean? But I I can, but I see I'm more likely to act on it now. And I think it, uh, it brings that, that Christian joy when you, because I think, you know, truly I believe we are made to serve. Yes. That is God. That's how God made us. And you're talking about, um, God himself, Jesus Christ, who came to earth, um, not to be served, but to serve. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's our example. So, you know, and you, you can see this anytime that you are, um, at your happiest, uh, I mean, you know, in, any kind of worthwhile longevity of having some joy, you're probably helping others. I mean, it's probably right. where that's coming from. Mm. Yes. Um, we all like a new car and stuff like that. But, <laughs> sure. but yes. you know, how long does that really last? It, yes. doesn't, it doesn't last. Mm. So um, it makes a big difference. You know, I think uh, this is what I noticed after I rededicated my life. It changed um my actions a lot of times and when I first noticed it is when I'd be around a co-worker and they might let uh, some bad language slip out and then they would apologize to me yeah and I'm mm-hmm. thinking why are you apologizing to me because <laughs> right. you know, I'm right. in my mind so, I didn't really see myself as being that you know that but I guess and this was uh I was glad that they noticed that I was a follower of Christ you know and different yes. you know I can still mess that up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I, I can still mess that up. But it, 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 it really showed me that people notice how I live my life. And that's a that's your greatest testimony, I think, is how you live in your life where others are watching. People are always watching. Amen. Mm, that's right. That's true. So there's been a lot of, um, I mean, really in one sense we would say this goes all the way back. But there, there's been there's been tension between police officers uh, people of color, uh, you you are the poli- uh, chief of police in a city where that's historically been a problem. Right, continues to be a problem. Recently, things have kind of really come back to the forefront um, mm-hmm. with uh, the George Floyd case, all these kind of other issues. So, how do you, how have you kind of navigated this growing tension, or maybe this continuing to grow tension in the last few years between law enforcement and people of color? Oh, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a hard question. I mean, because, you know, it's something that I don't really have all the answers to, you Mm -hmm. know, and I see the issue, I see the problem. And I think, um, I think I speak about my experience and I think this in a nutshell explains, um, you know, people's perception where they're coming from and predominantly law enforcement's a a white male profession. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and um, across the nation, I think this is this is an issue. So I mean, so these wh- when I came, I grew up on the farm, and I mm-hmm. came to Sykeston, and I had never been, um, you know, in areas of town where you know black communities live, you know, like the West End of Sykeston. Right. And my first experiences there were as a police officer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you think, what does that mean? Well, it means that every interaction that I had was dealing with. Um, either someone that was involved in crime or a victim of crime or there's um, drug activity or violence or domestic, you know, shootings and all these things. My first experiences were dealing with that in that community. So um, if first impressions mean anything, that really set a bad one for me. Now, Mm. Now, what I know today is that that is such a small percentage of 
the the whole population. Of course, I'm right. going to feel that way because that is I'm a policeman. That's my job. That's who I'm going to be. De- that's that's what I'm dealing with is crime and these interactions. But I'm at 24 years of age when I was a young mm. kid. You know, I mean, I missed that. I didn't get I didn't get that. Uh, I I really felt like, hey, this is the bad part of town, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. I think that happens a lot. You know. When I got in detective division, I learned um, uh, how to how to develop relationships because I, you know, in patrol division, you deal with people, uh, but really more so the problems. In detective division, you deal with the problems, but you really got to deal with the people. You right. got you, mm-hmm. you really develop relationships and learn because you got to interview and talk to them and develop rapport, go through court, witnesses, and all this stuff, and really maintain those relationships until you get uh, at least until you get through court and get you know, the, the outcomes that we all want. But, uh, and so there's people I talk to today that I met when I was a detective years ago. And I, I left Detective Vision 2005, mm, you know. Yes. But I still see people that, that I know because they are going through such such a difficult time. And we, in a lot of ways, help them through that and help find, hopefully, find some justice to what has wronged them. Mm. And... um you know, so the relationship side of things is so important, and and that's where I I really learned that man I'm I've really missed this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I focused so much on what was bad that was happening, I missed the good that mm-hmm. was in that community. That's you know, yes. because as an officer, you think about this: you ride around, you're going from call to call. You maybe stop a car, ride a ticket, but do you really stop and talk to? Um, the older gentleman walking down the street that's not involved in crime. Right. You really, you really don't spend time with that because he's not in the middle of anything. But, but mm. you should. Mm. You should. I mean, this is old school policing. It's like you get out and you talk to that gentleman. And you're like, hey, how's things going? Um, have you noticed any problems in your neighborhood? How's your neighborhood? I mean, is there mm. anything we could do? You know, fr- from our aspect, that uh, uh, help address problems that you may see or notice, or what do you see and notice? I mean, mm. because you live here. And right. when we ask those questions, um, man, people really feel like that we care. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's kind of like they should at least feel like we care. Right. But and I don't know that officers are doing that on purpose. I think I mean when I was a young officer, I wasn't. It wasn't on intentional that mm-hmm. I was doing that. But certainly, my mind gravitated toward the negative and the issues that I had to combat, and I didn't really understand. Um, I was ignorant of the fact of how the good members of the community would help me accomplish the goals we all wanted. Mm, and, right. and I didn't, That's good. I didn't try to build the relationships, you know? Mm. And so what I try to do is having that experience being slowly becoming the old guy, you mm. know, at the department <laughs> yes, right. is like, listen, this is how this is done. This is policing. Mm. And people see relationship building sometimes, and they're like, well, that's not real police work. That is real police work. This is how, you know, the officers from years ago walking the beat um, around the block, and they knew who lived there. They knew this. They knew that. Um, at best, a lot of times, you know, officers, especially new officers that are just getting started, they don't know who's who, and they're they're very anxious. I mean, when you're pulling over a car and you don't know who you're dealing with because you don't mm-hmm. know the community members, it really puts you at a disadvantage. Yes. And it really makes that citizen uneasy. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is take, in a nutshell, that 
that experience I learned from Detective Division about building relationships, and I'm trying to push that to patrol, mm-hmm. where we have most of our most of our officers, and and there are emissaries. They're out in the, the community, and I feel like that if if we can even be partially successful in doing that, you're going to see a lot of good changes. That's what I think. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So um, early in season one, we did an episode called Blue Lives, Black Lives, All Lives. And, uh, you know, kind of asking the question of which one, which T-shirt should we wear, right? right. That's yes. what we're saying. <laughs> That's right. yeah, we want, we want yeah. to make sure everybody had a the good right idea t-shirt. of what mm-hmm. T-shirt to wear. Yeah. But with all the tension that has been going on with law enforcement and, and people of color, it seems like people are dividing into different camps. Like there's a group that says Black Lives Matter, and the response to that is Blue Lives Matter. Or if you say Blue Lives Matter, the response to that is Black Lives Matter. Like, as an officer, how do you handle those kind of extremes and those controversies that seem to come from those different groups? Yeah, I think uh, it's easy to hear as an officer, you hear Black Lives Matter. It would be easy to jump to the conclusion that they're anti-police. And I don't think that that's always the case. Um, I would just really want to know more information before I really developed an opinion about a group of people. And, and you know, even in that group, there's probably people that, that, that have different opinions in the group. Yes. You know, they're called individuals. You right. know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. um, and that's, I think that's a problem these days is that there, there are no individuals. Everyone belongs to a group and you are judged by the worst member of that group. <laughs> right. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's, yeah. and that's just, it's sad that it's like that. I mean, um, I mean, it's like Dr. Martin Luther King is, content of their character and and, yes. and things like that and it's like well um it seems like a lot of people on either side of the fence here you know it's like you don't even really want to get to know their character because they belong to that group yeah mm-hmm. you know and that's 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 so wrong to me because well, it's just wrong i don't really yeah. know how to say it you know and i i try to um really say who who are we talking about? You know, I mean, if we're talking about, uh, if officers are talking about the criminal element, I want to know who we're talking about. You right. You know what I mean? And um, really drill down to that. So um, if Black Lives Matter is like, well, what exactly are do we mean by that? Is it specifically only Black Lives Matter? Or yeah. is that, does that mean anti-police? Or is that, or Blue Lives Matter is like, well, what, are we saying that black lives don't matter when we say that? I, I don't, you know, cause I yeah. don't believe that, you know? Right. Um, truly I believe all lives matter. And, um, I don't know that I have the t-shirt that says that, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you're supposed to get I a mean, t-shirt with all of them yeah. on it. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Didn't we, yeah. like, in the episode, didn't we talk about how Kenny, you were going to design a t-shirt that had like all, you know, all of them, black yeah, lives, yeah. Blue, black lives, lives yes. blue lives. Right. We never, we didn't actually I'm pretty get sure that somebody had jumped mm. on that already. But Making millions they have of it, Kenny's. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know what I, I hate about it is, is the, uh, it's, it's, it's divisional lines that, that are drawn and people you have to pick a side you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I just I don't subscribe to that mentality I don't think that that's right I think in um I had an officer tell me this he doesn't work for us anymore but he he said uh one time um when we were doing a lot of community work he said you're picking the community over the department and I'm like Mm -hmm. what you know that's not (laughs) that's not what First of all, that's the problem. You know, yeah. it's like you've dri- you you've drawn this line, and now you're making me choose 
the community over the department, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm here for both of them. Yes. That's my job. And right. I'm sorry that he didn't see it that way. And mm-hmm. ultimately, um, and maybe this was for the best, I mean, he, he ended up leaving, you know, because that's the wrong attitude. I mean, the police department, the police officer is part of the community. Yeah. I mean, and mm-hmm. so we're not, we shouldn't be, we're not raised above the community. We should be servants to the community, which actually in a, um, in a way, actually lower ourselves because it's hard to be above someone and serve them. You yes. know what I mean? So, right. you, I mean, but that's people's egos, and it's not just officers that do this. I mean, people in general can do this, and their pride, their ego makes it hard to serve others. They want, they often want to be served. You yes. know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that's, uh, I've done that myself, man. I'm not going to you know, because we, yeah. all, we all like those, you know, who doesn't mm. like to be pampered or have things just done right. for you? And, um, mm. Yeah, that's but, a, uh, definitely a temptation as a pastor as well to to be willing to humble ourselves and serve and not just, you know, try to lord it over people yeah. and get right. what we want. So we definitely kind of understand that. So we got to take the king's chairs out. Right, yeah. yeah. King's chairs. King's it's chairs. A, it's a running joke that – Yeah. Um, Within the within different communities, have you you probably you know you you go into a church and there's like these really fancy chairs oh, yeah. like right. up on the, the pastor yeah. sit in the pastor sit in. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty and I are determined to never have never kings have chairs. Them. We're yes. never gonna have that in our church. So Almost got excommunicated for removing kings chairs. Yeah, you got in trouble for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Well, right. You know we do we can. <laughs> um, all right, so so that that actually brings up a good question. So we're pastors, right? Some some of the folks that listen to the podcast are pastors. How how can we how, how can the church pastors, leaders in the church, and really church members too? But how how can the church help the relationship between the police and the community? What what can we do to try to try you know to, try to help that? I think we we all should be working to build the community base i i mean we're, mm-hmm. we're actually a community instead of a group of individuals you know mm-hmm. i mean um i think there's a lot of people in the community that are doing that i see mm-hmm. that i mean i see you guys out there doing stuff making plans for stuff i see you know um some other people we know that there's a lot of things that are going on i'm sitting here and list a bunch of names because i'll forget somebody yes. you know <laughs> right but uh, yeah. there's a some, lot of people doing stuff that, yes. like that and i think if you have a church and you're you're a pastor of that church, that this is what I would say is, um, and listen, I've I've been to church, I've seen this done right, I've seen it done not as great, but I would really encourage you to try to get your your congregation outside the church and into the community, mm-hmm. and yes. and really try to push um not only not only to get people to attend your church i mean that should be a goal as well to to bring people to belief in christ but also as you know as servants of christ we should go out and serve others and help others and there is plenty to do out in our community there's lots of issues and people need to know that others care about them and right. and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people do but i think it's very easy and I include myself is like when you go home and you got your your time and you you kind of value your time and you don't sometimes want to give your time up for 
other people and mm. I'm I can be bad about that I'm right. I want to go home and be left alone yeah you know, my right. wife tells me that routinely <laughs> but uh right um, all you want to do is like yeah that's that's what I want to do yes. but but I think you know really if you know we need to really be trying to build up that uh the community itself and and I think if we have those relationships in the community when we hit these times of struggle um mm. which this is I this is one I right. mean, yeah. it's like we have those relationships already established. Then we can have the conversation. If we don't have the relationships, we can't just jump into the conversation. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the law enforcement, and we have uh, issues that take place there. I'm going to tell you, as a public information officer of many years, my first step is going to go to the ministerial alliance, the ministers of the community, and say, hey, we got a problem. Because yeah. you you pastors have the community members in your congregation, mm-hmm. and you are um, I'm gonna sound selfish when I say this, but you you could be a really valuable um, mouthpiece mm-hmm. to messages that I'm trying to get out, and of what is really because there's so much disinformation that goes around, and I think uh, me trying to trying to get the correct information out can't always just be a Facebook post. It right. needs to be a face-to-face conversation with people mm. that I know and and uh, people that trust me and I trust and and that trust is goes a long way to protect and repair and rebuild problems that we're going to come across. We're going to mm. have right. these obstacles every community faces and but if everybody stays at home and they're on their iPads and their iPhones and they're talking to people via Facebook and stuff like that, we don't have that relationship and it puts us at a disadvantage Mm. i think you know we lose that connectivity right yes yeah i mean it's a whole lot easier to to kind of sit in my house on my couch yeah and be mad about the police or be mad about something that's happened in the community or be mad about whatever it is right rather than saying hey i'm gonna actually go have a convert you know yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna sacrifice some time I'm gonna go down to the you know department. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk with chief. I'm gonna try yeah. to like that. That's a pretty serious investment. Most people, I think, want to see the change happen. They would probably prefer somebody else do it. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, and right. I, I've right. been that guy. You know, it's like, hey, I, right. you know, you surely somebody do- will figure this out. And yes, I'm mm-hmm. gonna stay home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. Right. But that doesn't always happen. No, you know, so right, right. Yeah, that's good. Um, so our diversity and fellowship resource for this week kind of goes along with what you all were just talking about. Yes. You know, we, we have to find practical ways in which um, to kind of bridge the gap between the community and the police officers. So, uh, Chief, what would you suggest people do to kind of get to know officers better? Well, I th- I would suggest, I think probably the easiest thing to do because you see these officers out is um, just approach them and talk to them. I, yes. I mean, I think especially in the neighborhoods, if officers are parked there and I would just go up there and talk to them because 
I'm going to tell you, um, this day and time, this climate of law enforcement, there's there's a lot of officers that feel like, now I've been around a long time, so I, I kind of know this isn't true. I know people in the community who I, I'm friends with, and I know they support us. I know family members support us in, in churches and stuff like that, but mm. some of these guys have not been around that long, and, and they don't have that experience base to pull on, or friendships to really rely on. So they're, they're cruising around town, and they may stop, and they, they may have this, I think a lot of them do have this presumption that everyone here hates me. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's not and when I see officers talking to each other, I always think, is that what's going on here? You know, yeah. why are you talking to your each other and and not talking with the community members, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I want my employees to get along, but mm. they probably are getting along because they're talking to each other. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So yeah. right. and um, I would just encourage them to talk to the community and the community. I'm going to put that on the community too, because I think yes, I think we got uh, we got to bring these two groups together. And for mm-hmm. if you want the police to be better for your community, I, I think I think everyone does, mm-hmm. um, regardless what community you live in. I, and I think the, the the officers need to understand this too that we have got to communicate and build these relationships. And mm. nobody says we got to agree on everything, you know. But right. we got to be able to have the uh, the conversations, and the conversations will lead to more understanding, more perspective building. I think that mm. uh, um, if if we never talk to each other, then how are we ever going to learn what? the citizen in the community is thinking what they're perceiving to be and some of it we can learn and change some of it we may just be able to explain like well no that's not exactly what we're doing we're actually doing this and this is why but Mm. if we don't ever talk we don't ever get the opportunity to do that right you know so um i try to try to build those avenues of feedback um yes but by and large there's you know the officers out on the street going to calls i mean they they have so many opportunities now they're busy don't get me wrong right but mm-hmm. I, I do try to push this where you get done with that call if if time allows you know you spend like spend five minutes just trying to talk to the person not about what happened but i go back to those questions i this is a question i usually ask people like how are things in your neighborhood you know is have you seen anything that you think we need to be giving attention to is there something we can do to improve our service, you yes, know, right. and not and and people, people I think generally want to give some input. They know their neighborhood. You yes. know what I mean. They know who right. lives across the street. They know who's causing problem. Who plays their music loud? All these mm. little things they know. Um, if we're so arrogant to believe we know more than the citizen, well, um, we're never going to get the information. You know, we're never and we're not going to be doing a good job. Right. right? Yeah, or at least as good as we could be doing with Amen. that information. So, oh, that's good. 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 Yeah. So, uh, Chief, we we do a crazy question every episode. So we're gonna rope you in into that's the crazy right. question. Mm. Yeah. So we're talking about you know police officers and police officers deal with crime, but we're not gonna talk about a serious crime right now. We're gonna talk about something that just irritates you that you would like to make a crime. Yeah, I you know this one's pretty easy for me. I, it's it's got to be these uh, these nasty Facebook Facebook comments that you see. Yes, um, people making these con- nasty comments on social media that they would probably never say to anyone. Used to, I think they're getting more. They're doing right. more of that face to face now. 
but um, man, that just uh, it irritates me because there's a lot of uh, presumption of other people's uh, um, expertise, you know, and and they may have no experience at all in, in that in that area. Usually and, not, and they're Usually. but they're giving it like they're an authority on the issue, right? And um, man, that's uh, just to presume that you know more about it than. Um, than, than the people that are actually working in the field, whether it's nurses or doctors or, or teachers or pastors or cops or firemen or what it, whatever it is, you know. Right. Um, not to say we're going to be right all the time. And we want, like I said before, we want that input. But, yeah, man, don't be so nasty about it. Let's have a conversation, you know. <laughs> right. It's like we need some uh, we need some social media policing. <laughs> yeah, what we need. <laughs> right. Like, we started, yeah. You started handing out tickets and fines for yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> vastly yeah. reduced. Start seeing a whole bunch of dog pictures <laughs> then, right? You know what I'm saying? People are like, is it? If I got to pay twenty dollars to make right. this comment, no, I'm not. You ever see it. somebody yeah. do that and then then uh, they find out that they're just totally wrong and you just mm. like crickets, you never hear a right. My go, bad. Yep. <laughs> don't, don't even delete the post, right? They ghost in there, <laughs> right? I don't know. Somebody is. says, did you read the article? <laughs> right, yes. Right. Like, no. Yeah, I've dropped a few of those. Yeah. All right. Did yes. you even read it? Did you do that? <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right, William, what about you? What is something I, that I irritates think, you? Um, yes, I think mine would be, and this is silly, but I think mine would be slow walking in a parking lot. <laughs> oh. Yes. Like, I'm going to need some more regulation on that. Yeah. When I'm, like, trying to drive through a parking lot and somebody's walking oh, to the man. store, but they decide to kind of walk in front yeah. of my car, and I'm like, there's like a sidewalk you could walk. That's pretty bad. Is yeah, that illegal, is right? Can I just say, yeah. can I yell out the window, you're jaywalking, and I know I know the police yeah. chief, he's on his way. Can I do Yeah, that's funny. I don't think that's how it works. I hadn't thought right. of that, uh, but I've, I've experienced it. You've experienced I know that? Right. You've experienced yeah. that? Yes. Happened to me at Walmart, like, yesterday. Yes, right. yes. You know, it's like, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. mean and, like, go close. I don't want to get close to yeah. them, you know? Or yes. like, but you can't always get around because You ever get that where they, they turn like, around and they see you and they continue to walk? Right. And then I'm like, oh, now you're taunting me. That's right. I don't feel right. like this is an accident yes. anymore. I feel like there's some purpose. Yeah, right. There's some purpose yeah. in this. So I'm going to need a, yeah. can I write a ticket for that? <laughs> right. Citizen's arrest. All right, Pastor Kenny, what would you say is, what are you ready to make? A, All right. Make so this is, a, this is a class Z misdemeanor. Class, class Z. Z misdemeanor. Okay. So, and, and the punishment is you got to sit in the corner and be quiet for like oh, an hour. No. It's like a timeout. Mm. But it, people who talk too much, mm. like that should be like uh, assault on your ears, right? Man, I don't think you can say that as a pastor. <laughs> you can, man. You can. You talk a lot. We talk a lot, Proverbs brother. Proverbs 10, 19. When words are many, sin is not absent. Right. Mm. Right. Is this like a public rebuke of me? Because I'm feeling man. like. It might be, right? I'm feeling like I, I so would probably. I, I should, if you talk too much, I should be able to file a complaint against you mm. for talking too much. Assault on my ears. Assault. <laughs> This is ear assault. Right, ear, ear assault. assault. Right. Yes. So oh, wow. I need that to be made a law. Okay. We'll, yes. We'll see what we can do <laughs> with that. Jim, thanks so much for being with us, man. We yes. really appreciate your thoughts. I appreciate y'all having you doing, me on. I enjoyed it. Right. Man, doing a great job. And, uh, man, we support you so much. And so uh, thanks so much. Thanks so much, listeners, for uh, tuning in this week. And we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.